0: You only have one life to live, so get the most out of it. On Good Life, Great Life, join me, Brian Highfield, and my guests as we share success stories, habits, mindsets, and lessons learned by successful people. These lessons are not taught in schools, but are critical for getting ahead in life. Whether you want a successful business or career, optimal health, or a lifestyle that most people just dream of, Good Life, Great Life has you covered. After retiring from a successful corporate career in my 40s, I founded multi-million dollar businesses in the sports and healthcare arenas. Now, I help everyday people maximize their lives and speak regularly at seminars, on podcasts, and radio shows to share principles on the topics of health, wealth, and happiness. Don't let a good life get in the way of a great life. Join me today on Good Life, Great Life. well welcome to another episode of good life great life we have with us today melissa hughes melissa is a best-selling author speaker entrepreneur and the ceo and founder of the Rich spread wealth movement and company welcome to the program melissa
1: oh happy to be here brian thanks so much for having me here i appreciate all that you're doing in the world and so i cannot wait for us to get started
0: awesome so you've been a self-made millionaire at age ripe old age of 31, right? And, so, and we are talking a little bit before this, but just for our audience, just give them a little bit of background of what led you to deciding to become an entrepreneur.
1: Yeah, you know, I think there was a pivotal day, okay? I was in this really nice hotel, a great view from my desk, uh, a scene that most people would die for, beautiful and breathtaking, and and yet at the same time, I knew that I would never be able to take advantage of it. I wouldn't be able to experience life outside of this room. And probably like many of your listeners, I was at my desk, back-to-back business calls, putting out fires, answering emails, and navigating all these company politics. And I was thinking to myself, this cannot be my forever after. What was this all for? And I thought at that time that the more money I made, the closer I'd be to freedom. And this was the exact opposite. With each pay and bonus increase that I got, it was like I had the handcuffs tightened. Mm -hmm. Literally like I had a vacation lifestyle without the vacation. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, my career pretty much dictated my life. Um, the more money made, I had less time to do with the people that I loved and also for myself. I was literally stressed, frustrated, um, and really unfulfilled. And I was so miserable, but I actually was too ashamed to admit it. Um, my, my parents, you know, they were originally from Jamaica, so I was born to an immigrants. And I thought I should be grateful. This is a great opportunity I was living the American dream uh-huh. And while I did get a lot of skills from corporate for sure, I got awards recognition, all the things, I just felt like I was not making as big of a difference that I was capable of making. And every once in a while I'll get this like, you know there's more out there you know there, there's a, there's a bigger there's a there's a better way um but you know I was I was trying to be happy where I was and the more I tried to be happy, it increased my anxiety and overwhelm. And I just knew from my mind that, oh, wait, these are the facts. You get an education, you go to school, you get a job, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you get get the house. And so while I was following that blueprint, uh, I realized it wasn't my blueprint. And so that day I was just like, look, I'm going to follow this voice that I heard that kept on telling me that there's another way. And, um, you know, basically now. I get to live the life that this other way said. So I'm like, if anyone ever gets that little voice inside of them saying like, nudge, nudge, you don't have to be here. You can create something bigger for yourself. I mean, that's what I chose to follow. And as a result of doing that, you know, investing in myself, spending time and money in honing my craft. Now my business dictates my life. No, no, my my life dictates my business. My business doesn't dictate my life. I get to spend time with the people that I really care about whenever I want to and do what I want to do with them instead of being so frustrated and being at the back burner. Also, you know, I'm no longer stressed out and miserable. I have a very fulfilling life and I have everything that I ever wanted and even more because I believe that when I was in corporate and I was following this blueprint, um, you know, there was no, I didn't even know it was beyond, beyond those doors. I didn't know that. So I don't think my life is, I don't think my story is very unique. I think there are many people out there trading money for time, mm-hmm. um, trading lives for money, um, having a lot of money and not being able to be fulfilled with it. I think there's a lot of people that are out there wanting to do great things in the world, but they are realizing that, you know, they have to fulfill their own needs too while they do that. Yeah. So and I hope that other people can hear that little voice and do something with it, because you can it can lead you to a life that's barely recognizable in a positive way.
0: Yeah, and, and like you said, a lot of people are are handed that same blueprint down from their parents. Say, okay, go to school, get good grades, go get a job, you know, then go get the mortgage and you know, <laughs> yes. and, and follow that no. path. And and especially recently, I, I think with the pandemic and everything, a lot of people are just kind of put in a place where there is something more. Like I don't want to be stuck in traffic twice a day. I don't mm-hmm. want to spend most of my day with people I don't care about and instead of the people I love, you know, back home. And and so i think I think more and more people, to your point are are looking for something different,
1: absolutely, and deserve something different. I mean, I believe that we all deserve like a fulfilled life on earth. you know like, like I understand the afterworld. but since I'm not well versed in that, let's talk about right now. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, you know when you're you know I feel like I always believe in well, i I've, I've made an mission to switch up the eighty twenty rule. And that's right now, what, at least back then, 80% of my life was first given to other people. Nine to five, like that's like the best of you is going out the door. But what comes, what happens when you return? Mm. You know, you're exhausted, you're tired, and now you're spending time with people that you say you love the most and you're giving them the 20% of you that's left.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And is that that really your, uh, what you call the coveted 80 20 rule?
1: It is the coveted 80 20 rule about being time rich and profitable. And having those steps to, first of all, like it's four steps, really easy. First step is just even believe it's possible. Like you have to have a mindset that allows newer possibilities to come in your life. If you don't believe it's possible, guess what? It's not. If you believe it is, then that allows possibly to come into your, uh, into your life. Number two, do something that you really are on fire about, that you have skills and talents and things of that nature that you can support humanity in a positive way. It seems like when you do things positively for humanity it creates more fulfillment in your life so just follow that purpose that you have and number three knowing how to monetize it you know how do you position yourself how do you package yourself how do you do it in a way that is yes you can be such a do-gooder and make sure that you keep on having those business principles And then how do you systemize it? How do you lock it in so that now you're talking about a freedom lifestyle for yourself, as well as locking in your legacy. So that 80-20 rule is very important to me. 80% of the things that I do today is nothing but things that bring me joy and that I really want to do. 20%, I just haven't been able to crack that nut yet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, you mentioned systems and and you often say systems are, are sexy and it's your pathway to freedom. So what does that mean?
1: Well, I mean, and this is so funny because I automatically always hear the creators. What do you mean that's so constraining? But <laughs> systems are sexy. Now, I'm not talking about systems just for systems' sake. Systems are around us all the time. We we live in systems. Okay, so whether we create them or not, they exist. But what about the systems that allow you to? Maintain the things that you say are very important to you. Systems can be checklists, standard operating procedures. You know, they can be as complicated or simple as you want them. But like, what if? I remember when I was traveling a lot, and I and I kept this system in place. And the last thing I wanted to do was come home and do all the housework, because that weekend would have been the only time that I had with my family. So systematically, I made sure that I had someone that was actually there to clean the house. And that eight hours that it took them to do that, for me, the investment was worth it because it was priceless to be with people that I really cared about. And I've just kept that practice. So it's not only business systems, it's also home systems as well. And when you're building a business, look at how you're using your time. If there's something that you can systemize or someone can do better than you while you use your time for more money-making, then have the system so you are consistently doing business development, as opposed to filing in the cabinets, like someone else can do that. You know what I mean? And so I believe that when you know, when you crack that nut, and even when you approach your business, look at the things that are going well, and say, how can I replicate this over and over again? That's one less thing you have to worry about as you take over the world.
0: Yeah. And that's interesting, because, uh, you know, I've been told by a mentor before, it's like figure out what someone else can do. I mean, figure out, first of all, how much you're worth, how much is an hour of your time? Because no amount of money can buy a, an additional second of time and we all Absolutely. have 24 hours in the day. So if someone can do it even half as good as you can and it's it's totally worth paying someone else to, to do that for you so you can get that hour back to build your business.
1: Absolutely. Do what you do best and outsource the rest. Yeah. The only thing I told my husband I wouldn't outsource is him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome and so um you you said intuition and why it's important to leverage in your business so what does that mean
1: oh that is oh yeah so when i told you about that small voice that i talked Uh um that is what i followed to step out into i guess the world of the unknown and i believe that when you listen to the little voice of inside of you that we all have access to is where the real living can, can can begin you know, when you trust yourself to be guided, not just by the facts, I'm not saying facts are not important, but also your intuition, life is better, business is more profitable and legacy is lasting. So let me give you an example. And I think everyone can think about this. You know, it's something as simple as, you know, something says go left and you're like, that came out of nowhere. Small voice is not our, it's not going to be louder than your radio system or mm-hmm. whatever you are. And you go left and then something great happens. Or you said, oh, well, I know it said go left, but you know what? These directions say go right. And then something crazy happens, you know, and you're like, oh my gosh, I should have gone left. Or you're saying, okay, well, even in dating, oh, that person looks great on a resume. They look amazing. Dating, meaning even employing someone versus going out on a date, being able to, to detect people and based on what, what the, what the relationship needs to look like. They look amazing on paper, but something told you in the back of your head, there's a gnawing, not sure, I'm not sure. And oftentimes we don't trust ourselves. We override it with just the facts. And we find out like that was the worst hire I ever had or the worst boyfriend or girlfriend I ever had. You know, that thing, trust yourself when your body tells you, whether it be an image, a a visual, a, a thought, a knowing, if you will. Intuition has been a game changer for a lot of people in history. So you can even look at some of the greats, uh, even as uh, Steve Jobs, he uses intuition in a lot of the things that he carried out. So I do support leaders and business owners to trust themselves and to choose powerfully in times of uncertainty without second guessing themselves. And part of how I show them how to do that is also understanding how to how to identify your, what your intuition is, how to, how to um, trust it, and how to use it.
0: Yeah. And, and that's interesting because we all have like the subconscious that's, that's there to guide us. And and like you said, we just got to learn how to trust that sometimes because uh, we're, we're too, we're too buried in the facts to do anything.
1: And the facts can be so crippling. And, and actually, I think in this world where we have so much access to information these facts can be bombarding us on Mm. a constant basis. Sometimes facts are positive energy associated. Sometimes facts are negative energy associated. And so there's some, sometimes comes a point in time where you have to just shut down, be in a quiet space and trust yourself to make the final best solution, the total solution, especially if you're leading people, whether it be your family as you're an entrepreneur or you might be in business and leading people on your team.
0: Yeah. And a lot of people get in that analysis paralysis where there's just too much information. And I remember a business decision, I had some partners one time, and we all felt like the facts said to do this. And that's what we did at first. And then the next day, we collectively came back and we're like, our gut's telling us that we should do the opposite. Right. And we, we reversed course and did the opposite. And it was totally the right decision looking back.
1: Yes. And it, and it makes you feel settled, right? Like if you are all like, you know, frantic and anxiety ridden on trying to move forward and you're like, that's what I should do. But it's making you feel like crap. Not to say that you can't go outside your comfort zone, but this is really gnawing at you. Like this does not look right. Then there's a reason for that. Trust that.
0: Yeah. that You talked earlier, uh, you know, we talked a lot, a lot of people um, get paralyzed because they think, that something may be impossible, like I, I can't do that, um, and, and they just kind of get in their own head and they quit before they even even start on that. Talk about why the impossible is is completely doable.
1: Oh, I love that topic. I took my clients to Dubai last year, <laughs> and and it was a perfect place because a lot of things that are there should have been impossible, and it's totally right there. And they're known, they have a great reputation around it. So my point in making the impossible totally doable is you know when you break it down first of all to your point oftentimes it's not about it being impossible it we we could say it's actually an out to say it's impossible that gives us free will to be like oh well it's impossible i don't have to figure it out i think everything's figure outable so what would it need to look like for it to be possible that's what i would ask as opposed to automatically saying, oh, well, and it might be an incredible goal. It might be one of those hairy, scary goals. That's fine. But, but ask yourself, what would it need to look like for me to successfully do this? And when you, when you really take a step back and not just automatically label it as impossible, you will see that there are micro steps. There's many steps that you'll take. And no matter how big this thing is, one step at a time, you will get there. Now, even if you don't have all the answers, when you're in motion, you can be guided. So I would say whatever that thing is, that's possible, impossible, that you feel like you really want to accomplish this, give yourself some grace, stay in the journey and surrender to the process. Because the things that are really impossible, oftentimes it takes some work. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) It actually takes some work. You got to actually do something, right? So,
0: (laughs) Yeah. And and a lot of people, you know, and they even think something's impossible, even though someone has done it before. They're like, well, they they did it, but, you know, I I can't. It's impossible for me to do it, even though someone's done it before. But if someone's done it, then it's obviously possible and anybody can do it.
1: More than possible. You know, it's just a matter of what are you willing to put in as far as the effort? to make it happen. Right. And just give yourself that grace. And I definitely don't believe that if someone did it and you haven't done it, don't say why say, why not? Why not? If they can do what I can do, why not try, give it a try. I grew up on this poster. It's in my, in my room. It says you have failed only when you have failed to try. Yeah. So go for it.
0: Yeah, that's that's awesome. Now, now you do a lot of a lot of coaching. You do a lot of, a lot of training of, of folks and, and you talk about the power of being versus doing. Yes. So what what is what is being versus doing? What, what does that mean?
1: Awesome. Yes, absolutely. So as entrepreneurs or business people, a lot of times we find our success in all the things that we do. Or our accomplishments. If you're great at sales, well, you want to. If you're down in the dumps, you say, "Let me sell more. Let me get some more people." And you know, it's like this engine that is going and going and going. Well, if you don't honor who you be, the essence of who you are, it can diminish the things that you do. So when you diminish the things that you do, now you're just like now you're a commodity, because actually, technically, anybody can do that, but they're not you. So you want to always make sure that you take care of who you are as a person you embrace your uniqueness the quirkiness the things that keep you unique as opposed to doing so much you get tired you're not your best self you know you don't you don't have the best essence of you it's the combination that makes you brilliant once you give all the credit to what you're doing you lose the game
0: wow that's that's great it reminds me of of um, Something I heard before about you know a lot of people think well I, I want to be this and and therefore I need you know I need to to do this in order to be this and I think that that's a backwards way of looking at it. It's backwards. like just just be it you and then it. you get to and do it. it.
1: Yeah, that's right, absolutely, absolutely, run. Uh, You know, that's absolutely correct. If you're like, hey, I want to, you know, be a millionaire, right? Well, you need to take on millionaire behavior. Mm -hmm. There's a different conversation if you are a five figure business versus a six figure business versus a seven figure business. So based on where you're looking to go, what conversation are you in? Are you in a seven figure conversation? Those conversations fuel are you on to be you get to grow in that realm so be mindful of who are you being in the dreams that you have
0: no it's it's great great advice so what's what's next for for melissa what what's what's next for you what what are your goals i mean you've you're not ready to retire yet i mean you're only 31 so, so what's, what's next in, what's in store for you
1: Well, you know, I actually recently just came out with a documentary and the purpose of doing this is it's I'm a founder of a movement called Live Rich Spread Wealth, which in essence means embrace all of who you are, the quirky your education, your experiences, experiences, commit it positively to humanity and make room for the abundance that that provides. And so I did a documentary because because I have had some significant um, accomplishments. It has not always been easy. And I said, let me just give people, let me just share with you what the journey looked like to be the founder that I am today so that you can get the good, the bad, the ugly, but more importantly, the inspiration to know that you are more than enough. And what you want also wants you, but there is work that needs to be done. And so that's what I'm up to letting people know about that. That's always gonna be complimentary. Um, And uh, then I'll be going on a mini world tour. I've already been on a world tour before, but I'll be going on a mini world tour also to support inspiring the giants of the world.
0: Awesome, great stuff, big aspirations there. And I'm sure you've inspired some people today. How, how uh, How can our audience get in touch with you or learn more about what you do, Melissa?
1: Absolutely. If you want to get in touch with me, melissahuse.com uh, is there. If you want to get access to the movie, it's liverichspreadwealth.com. That's where you can get instant access to the movie. And um, my social media hat handles are I am Melissa Hughes. I am Melissa Hughes.
0: Awesome. Great stuff. Our guest today has been Melissa Hughes. She's the CEO and founder at the Live Rich Spread Wealth Movement and Company, also bestselling author, speaker, entrepreneur. Thank you so much for being with us today, Melissa.
1: Thank you, Brian. It's been amazing. appreciate you.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of Good Life, Great Life, brought to you by Brian Highfield. We hope you enjoyed listening to this week's guests and stories. If you like what you've heard, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business.